Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the show start making sense a national touring talking heads tribute and ben traver says um that you guys are the best um there is and there ever will be so um ben's a very kind man <laughs> yes well, ben's the best so a little background like so first of all real quick thanks for doing this um uh, this is the first time I'm ever having guests that are part of a tribute band. Um, and I was telling Jenny earlier, um, you know, I've seen your name a thousand times. I used to work at a publication called The Weekender. Um, oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, it was a popular um, entertainment weekly in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area. And I used to handle the River Street Jazz Cafe as an account, and you guys played there quite often. So I would take care of the ads for the Jazz Cafe. I would see your name all the time. Um, I've never had the pleasure of seeing you guys perform. Um, and so this is just kind of neat to kind of, I guess this, that was 18 years ago. I, was, I started at the Weekender, so I've wow. been seeing your name for a long time. I'm no longer there, the, and the Weekender does not exist any longer. Uh, right. RIP, uh, thank you to the internet and uh, bad management. But <laughs> <laughs> as as things go these days, <laughs> yes. But the internet allows us to do this, which I'm thankful for. So, absolutely. Yeah, well, so thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to do it. It's what is it, ten o'clock on a Tuesday evening? <laughs> it is. It's just sure prime time have, for us. Yeah, me too. I was telling you <laughs> before too. Uh, you know, I have two kids. Uh, one is nine weeks old, and uh, so she's a, a bit of a wild card. She doesn't have a, a routine yet. Right. Um, she's a great sleeper, actually. So once she goes down, she's typically down until like you know two, three, four o'clock in the morning. But uh, she got some uh, vaccines yesterday, and it's been a bit of a, a challenging day. <laughs> So, I'm sure. I'm sure. But enough well, about my troubles. Well, thanks for <laughs> taking time out for us. Yeah, appreciate it on both sides. Well, it's good because I, I do these late at night because uh, this is like a, a passion thing for me, not my full time gig. Uh, so I try and do this stuff at night when my children are sleeping because 
it's important to be a dad first, right? So absolutely, um, it's all good. This is good. Um, so, Talking Heads tribute band. Yep. How long have you guys been doing this for? Uh, Thirteen years, going on fourteen. Right. Wow. I think Jesse will yeah, corroborate uh, that statement. The first gig was February 2009. So, yeah. It feels longer. <laughs> it it does. seems longer to me. Just because I've, like I I've seen your name for so many years. The name, yeah. Well, we played at the River Street um, probably almost since the first year we started playing. <clears throat> so, initially, we didn't travel a lot or very far, but we had all had history with the River Street prior to this band. So it was one of the first places we played outside of Bethlehem, our hometown. So we've probably been playing there the longest <laughs> outside of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. And what was your attachment there? Uh, I had played there uh, in an original band previously uh, called the Insidious Rays. Okay. And I had been there uh, as a driver and merch man for Project Object prior to okay. that. And then any other project I was in at some point, the River Street would have us. It's a staple here in uh, you know the uh, Booksbury area for sure. I Absolutely. mean, it's actually one of the last few uh, like small venues, I guess you could say yep. that. Um, yeah. uh, it, it's a staple. It's 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 been around for a long time. It's made it through uh, a lot of ups and downs, and you know recessions and pandemics and. Yep. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, a great place to to play. I was just there actually, maybe two weeks ago. I, I don't know if you're familiar with a band called uh, University Drive. They're kind of uh, I don't want to say up and coming. They've been at it for a while, but um, they were out on tour with Cold. Um, they had a, a, an album release show there. It was a great show. But um, yeah, yeah, a lot of bands have yeah. come through there. National touring acts, you know, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I always laugh. there's a. a poster in the green room of uh for doug stanhope doing stand up there yeah like 15 years ago or something you know like anything and everything has gone through that room yeah my parents used to go there when i was younger um like for dinner and a show they used to have like this the whole bill is, is dinner and a show um i think they just brought back food at the venue i think so it was a little touch and go over the last couple of years just because finances and turnout yeah but that's awesome that's good to hear yeah, so uh, I guess show up hungry. <laughs> we'll feed you. I don't know if it's good. I'm sure it is, but I haven't had it yet. <laughs> but um, and and real quick, go around the uh, the computer. I guess you could say, and and tell, tell me uh, who you are and what you do in the band. All right, start? I'll go. I'm John Braun. Uh, I play guitar and pretend to be David Byrne and start making sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jenny Founds, and I currently play bass and sing backups in Start Making Sense. Uh, for many years, I was just singing backups, but now I'm officially the Tina of the band. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Is there a reason for that? Like, did you, like, um, I don't know. John, do you want to take that one? No, you go ahead. <laughs> we still have to get to Jesse, but um, we'll get there. We, we just start making sense has kind of been like a rotating cast through the years because it's been uh, going on for 13 plus at this point. Um, so people will 
be in the band for a while or, you know, we cycle between different players in the different like chairs. Um, but I started singing with them seven years ago as a backup vocalist. And then when COVID hit, our current bassist said, I'm going to go get a job at Martin Guitar uh, and stop touring. And you should have Jenny play bass because I'm a multi-instrumentalist as well. So Very cool. I learned all the bass stuff and started doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And we had never thought of it previously, which <laughs> I, I have no idea why, but we never even thought about it until Mike, our, our uh, ba former bass player, former guitar player, uh, he's, he's done everything. Yeah, when he was leaving, he said, uh, you should have Jenny play bass. And I was like, oh, my God, how have none of us thought of this before? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's how we landed there. Sometimes the answer's right in front of you. <laughs> exactly. And Jesse, of course. Cool. Yeah, so I'm Jesse Braun. I play drums and start making sense. Cool. And, you know, I have to admit, I'm not a huge, huge Talking Heads fan. I mean... I'm not even completely familiar with all of their music. I know the hits, you know, and mm -hmm. she was psycho killer and you know, the, the, you know, the big ones. Right. Yep. So when Ben reached out I'm like, man, I might be out of my, my element here. Like I have no, <laughs> but that's why I like doing this. Cause I, it, you know, I get to, to, to talk about these kind of things. So why, why talking heads? What, what's, uh, what brought you guys together to be this talking heads tribute band? Um, kind of like to go back to your previous statement, you know, sometimes the, the answer's right in front of your face. Uh, we never intended to do this, to be quite frank. It was uh, supposed to be a one-off. One night, a uh, bunch of friends and musicians in Bethlehem. And turns out a lot of people like Talking Heads a lot more than we could have ever imagined. <laughs> so here we are. It just kind of spiraled uh, outward from that first night and now as jenny said we have a lot of people coming and going at all times uh 40 plus people i think wow. in the band overall you know constantly coming and going so uh yeah uh, even on the player side a lot of people like talking heads <laughs> to get musicians of that caliber who just want to come play that music is it kind of speaks to the music itself yeah it's not that i don't like it i just i I just never really got into it too much. I, I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of people out there who only are familiar with the hits, you know? Um, but that definitely we get a lot of uh, feedback that's, you know, I came because I knew a couple of the hits and now I'm going to go buy all the records because right. I was played stuff I'd never heard. I didn't know existed. And, and it gets people into the catalog like deeply, which is a really awesome thing to be able to help facilitate you know yeah and were you all big fans i mean and, and you just was it just like a hey let's just do this for fun and and like because we're huge fans and then it just kind of blew up or like yeah yeah i mean i anybody else i don't want to keep talking yeah i mean i was a fan of more probably like you like i knew the hits i think i knew like fear music i knew the album and then i knew some of the other hits but i certainly didn't have I didn't know the whole catalog, but a bunch of friends were like, Hey, we're going to do this for one night. You want to play drums? And 
agreed, and that was 13 years ago. So since then, I've, I've got gotten into the full catalog. But initially, I was a fan, but I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was like a, a hardcore fan. What about you, Jenny? Uh, well, John hit me up um, to sub on backup vocals when I was still in college, and uh, I was living in New York City at the time. John is actually my former um, school of rock teacher. So he knew me because he directed me in shows. And then I went off to college and he was like, we need another vocalist. Um, Talking Heads, for some reason, was one of the bands that I had never studied when I was in high school and like learning instruments and doing covers at the school of rock. Um, So when he sent me the set list, he sent me, I think, like a Dropbox link to stop making sense, the film. And I had never seen it before. And I started woodshedding like the week before the gig because I was in school and I was super busy. I was like, what the heck is this music? It's super cool and super weird. Um, And I kind of immediately fell in love with it, but it hadn't been on my radar up until that point. So I mainly, I took the gig because I was excited. Oh, my former teacher wants to invite me to play with him and then ended up moving here. Now, Jesse and I are a couple, <laughs> you know, it turned it, it took my life on like a completely different path. Um, so, yeah. Are you and Jesse in the same house right now? Oh, this, we are. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I'm, I'm just like really deaf. So I need the, the headphones. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny how that happens. I've, I've interviewed a few bands with, you know, um, members have been couples and they've mm-hmm. become couples from being in the band. Mm-hmm. I got to give you a lot. Of, I got a lot of credit. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I could do it with my wife. You couldn't live in like a van and go on tour mm-hmm. every weekend together no, and no. kill each other. And, and she's, she says the same about me. It's, it's, it's a mutual, uh, mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't, uh, we like to have that separation uh so kudos to those who can do it because i could not maybe i could i don't know i just i don't think i want to (laughs) (laughs) luckily my wife won't listen to this and i'll I'll tell you like like i remember (laughs) our children were born (laughs) like i took like two weeks off each time but like i would go back to work and that was like a vacation for me (laughs) (laughs) i almost felt bad that she was at home but like yeah i don't know that i could like constantly like being apart is like good. Mm. I remember when she was like in college and I was working full time, like she had weird hours and she was working part time as well. And it felt good because she, like, she wouldn't work weird hours. And I would just like, I'd be at home, like, and I'd watch like Jason Statham movies or, you know, <laughs> whatever, like go out with my friends. It was like this nice, right. uh, you know, separation of, of time. But space, space is definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, That's why they're in separate rooms. In your bedrooms, you sleep separately. <laughs> Has that ever become an issue? No. I, 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 not ever. Like, I mean, I, I imagine. Like, I mean, I know that I've gone on vacation with friends where we spent a, a full week together. And at the end of it, we're like, I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad we're, this is over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no we haven't really had no we're, we're good i need to start interviewing <laughs> bands that have like inner turmoil 
<laughs> yeah, sorry. We're, we're pretty docile. You're not going to get much. That's all right. That's all right. I guess that's what makes it work, right? As a band yeah. and as a couple. So that's good. That's right. Yeah. And we, and we, the three of us have multiple bands. So uh, we're a couple. And then John and Jesse are brothers. They're just 10 years apart. So you would think that's the perfect reality TV show, but we just keep like making new bands and, okay. <laughs> and, and getting keep... along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I thought I heard the same last name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That yes. makes sense. That all makes sure. sense. But you said yep. the music is like weird. Like and that's that's it's that's it's what I find. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking heads for sure. Yeah. yeah. Intentionally so, I'm sure. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think that's why I've never gotten into it. I mean, I feel, I feel like the hits are kind of like, you know, you know, par for the course as far as being structured and, you yeah. know, lis- listenable and all that kind of stuff. So it's like the rest They're of it kind of like kinda, the, the hits are kind of like the gateway drug. Yeah, I guess you know? they they kind of lead you into all the weirder stuff because they, they even the hits are a little odd, right? You yeah, know, like so they I always say that like they kind of they used you know, a pop formula to like push all this odd New York art concepts out into the masses. And then right below the hits is all the real weird New York arty stuff, you know? So it's all there. They have this full package of, of hits and oddities. And I I tried to like dig in before we did this tonight. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. The time's not right. And I've seen like I I, I believe uh, David Byrne came to uh, the Kirby Center at one point. Mm-hmm. Yep. And For the American Utopia tour, maybe I forget. I just no. remember his name. I remember they, they kind of build it as you know Talking Heads and things like that. But like, I mean, everyone was like wild about it. I mean, I, I just remember seeing pictures of, of it, and even that was kind of weird. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so and I always like I, I like saying let's get weird. I like getting weird. I like you know having some drinks and getting weird. And but the I don't the music stuff is just it's not. I would say the probably the best entry point would be the movie if you haven't seen Stop Making Sense. Uh, okay, that's that's probably good because it covers a couple different albums and like all the hits yeah all the hits and then like some of the you know it kind of covers a little bit of everything that they that they did at least up until that point uh, and the visual aspect of the film is, is really awesome so i think that's probably another way to to dig in now was it easy to create a name for the uh the tribute part of this based off that uh no and yes <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did, a good, one, right? you, you did a great job because I, I was talking to someone I work with, uh, and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm interviewing a band called uh, Start Making Sense." Stop. Yeah, Start Making Sense. Start. Yep. I make I make that mistake a lot too. <laughs> and she said, "Oh, is that some kind of uh, talking heads trivia?" I'm like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is." <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that was a hard line for us. We kind of we kind of threw a bunch of different things back and forth because you know it's really it's really easy to go wrong with those things with a tribute band. And again, we didn't intend 
to do it. I don't think we had a name for so like a, a year or two. I don't know. We, we were definitely pretending. played a, a bunch of shows where it was just like a night of talking heads and then listed all of our names, like everybody in the band. Um, yeah. So we did that for a while before we were like, all right, I guess we need a name for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, luckily, uh, uh, John Fatum, our guitar player, was friends with uh, Bernie Worrell. And uh, John and I had done, we were at that time, we were doing a couple gigs with him. And we were riding in the car and we were kind of like hitting him up to like pitch names. Like, what do you think? You know, any ideas? And. And that was kind of where we landed uh, with the help of Bernie, <laughs> so which was pretty cool. It's a nice way to land there. Yeah, well, it works. I mean, people, yeah, people familiar with music get it. Yeah. So, and and ha- where has this band taken you over the last thirteen, fourteen years? I mean, you know, Ben, you know, said earlier all these great things about you guys, and you're the best in the world. I imagine it's taking you to places you may not have thought it, you know, you'd go. Or be. <laughs> Who wants Certainly. to start first? <laughs> is that a good question? Is that a bad question? Yeah, no, no, no. It That's is. Awesome. It is absolutely taking us places we yeah. would have never expected it to be. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for some like crazy stories because by your reaction, <laughs> we got a couple. All right, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I remember the, the first time I realized that we were getting to go to places that we probably wouldn't go without, you know, the band being booked there, I think it was Martha's Vineyard. I was like, I would, first of all, I would never even think to go there. Uh, and then probably I just ne- never thought I'd go see Martha's Vineyard. And that was pretty relatively early on, maybe four or five years into the band. And I was just like, wow, we're, we're here in this place. I would have never gone without this band. You know, and there's been plenty more. <laughs> there's a lot. Jenny, you got any? Um, Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We did a uh, cultural exchange uh, trip to Cuba where we brought fans of Start Making Sense and we toured Cuba in that weird window of time where Americans were still allowed, like, it had opened up and then we just thought it was going to be open. And then it closed again once um, Trump was in office, but the um, yeah, we got to play Cuba, which is wild. My dad who's 75 is always like, you know, Jenny, you got to play Cuba. The Beatles never played Cuba. Like (laughs) that was kind of wild. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very interesting one. Um, and then we've played some private functions for corporations and parties and stuff that I guess I won't throw anybody under the bus, but ended up in some weird, very high-endy areas that we would never, ever end up. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're all like punk rock at heart, okay. you know? We're all like, give me a sleeping bag in the back of a van and I, I'm fine. And then people of all... uh stations love talking heads so we end up at these like fancy ritzy corporate parties and we put on the outfits and we do the thing but we're behind the venue like how did we get here like we're paying (laughs) we're playing to all these like tech guys or like corporate guys you know it's it's kind of bizarre but super fun 
you know, as yeah. a musician to, to have the opportunity to play different types of shows and not be in the same cycle over and over again. It, it keeps it fresh for us. Yeah. And challenging too. You know, sure. those are different, different crowds, different reactions, different audiences. Sometimes they don't care if you're there or not. You're just background noise. Sometimes you're, you're the focal point, you know, and you have to be able to take all of that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Has there ever been a show like where like you guys started playing and the audience just wasn't feeling it? For like, sure. Yeah. Like I would say mostly in those private, mostly in those yeah. private events. Yeah. Those, okay. that's, usually, that's where it would happen. Okay. Yeah. And not often, but it's definitely happened. But yeah. in a club setting, you know, those people are paying to come see us. So they're, they're pretty. Right. They know what they're getting into. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. Now, yeah. um, what can people expect that have never seen you guys perform before? And Jenny mentioned, you know, putting on the outfits. What can, what do people expect from you guys at a show? You guys? <laughs> I don't know. I think you say put on the outfits, but I, I think we we found a, a really good kind of line in the the tribute band world of not kind of overdoing the visual aspect in terms of how we all look. Um, you know, we most of us just wear black. Johnny wears a suit, slicks his hair back, and that's kind of the extent of it. Um, but how the the whole thing is presented um, definitely has the vibe of talking heads, you know, um, just, you know, the light, the light show, for example, of like, we don't have lasers and fog machines and stuff. Cause when they performed, they didn't have those things. Um, so we kind of get the vibe, uh, is more the intent than like having each player look like the guy that they're, they're playing the part of, uh, so we kind of walk that line of, of trying not to go too far with that. that yeah, I'm not getting plastic. That. I'm not getting plastic surgery or anything for this. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think Jesse's right though, and I think that's actually kind of been to our our benefit, which is I think it's why you know we kind of have the fan base that we do is because we're not. There's still we're still there as the people that we are on stage. You know, that's still part of the performance, you know, we're playing the music to as specifically perfect as we can to the, the music of talking heads. And yes, we'll do some, some of the dance moves. I've got the suit on, you know, we do the things that are very crucial to that vibe and that show, but at the same time, it's still seven or eight people up there playing music, you know, from their own heart mm -hmm. and putting it out there. So that, that definitely resonates. And yeah, we're not overdoing the, show aspect and tell me a little bit about the uh the fans i mean <clears throat> are they i see this like tell me about about their reaction to you guys and and and, and i mean are they like dancing crowds like what, what's the scoop on that oh, oh yeah yeah it's a standing room dancing show there's i think one slow number every night otherwise they're all upbeat dance numbers from start to finish front to back okay yeah yeah it's a high energy show for sure um and the fans are amazing 
I mean, uh, over the years, it's like going to Cuba. We went to Cuba with people who were fans who either prior to that or through that ended up becoming very close friends. You know, a lot of the people who've been coming to see us for years were now very close friends with, you know, this just happened to be the vehicle to friendship. (laughs) So that's a pretty amazing thing to have, you know, kind of like the idea of where has it taken us geographically? It's also taken us in many different places personally. Yeah. You know, the power of music. Exactly. And, um, you know, I hate talking about this, but I feel like we have to, because it was uh, a huge part of our lives, unfortunately, but you know, when the pandemic, uh, hit, I mean, how did that affect you guys? And, you know, what were your thoughts as that kind of, you know, swept the country? I'll start unless one of you guys want to. <laughs> I feel like everybody kind of went went through a similar thing where, you know, it was uh, two weeks. All right, we'll stay home for two weeks. And then I feel like we never, there was always like a, a date where we're like, all right, then we're going to be back by this point and we'll be back by that point. And that just kind of kept moving until I don't know what six, eight months ago where it was like, Oh, okay. Now we can get out and play like more or less as frequently as we did two and a half years ago. So yeah, um, it was, it was just kind of always just, Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, It was never like, Oh, everything's over or everything's happening now. It was like, we're just kind of going through it in real time. You know, I think to go back to the fan, point we did uh it i think the first week everything shut down we did a a live stream um and it was a pay what you will there was no charge it was just donate if you want to and that literally kept us afloat for that year what people donated was enough to pay the bills of the business you know because it's a business too in that regard we have a fan we have insurance we have expenses and the generosity of the fans um that and we did two more after that and all three of them it literally kept us afloat until we were able to actually start playing any type of show again whether it was limited audience or whatever so uh to go back to that yeah the fan base is amazing you know and i think it, it stems from you know the genuine love of the music on both sides us and the fans you know it's doing this because we love the music it's that's it you know yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason to play it otherwise <laughs> what uh were your thoughts on doing live streams i know a lot of bands they did it because they felt like that was the only thing they could do um i've talked to bands who really enjoyed doing it i've talked to bands who hated it um what were your thoughts on that all of the above <laughs> I'm kidding. Fair I'll enough. let one of you guys answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jenny, what do you think? true, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, we would have loved to not have to do the live streams. Uh, we would have just liked to play shows. But ultimately, it was a really miraculous thing. We got to play for the fans that had bought tickets to shows that ended up being rescheduled or canceled. And so we still got to connect with the people that were planning on seeing us in the near future. But then we had people jump on the live stream, like from Florida or Canada, you know, 
chilly. Like there was the, the outreach that happened because of those live streams. It was a bigger fan base than what we normally do in our typical club touring. Right. So it was really, really special. Um, and the fact that we, like the first live stream was like in our rehearsal studio and there was technical difficulties and we finally, like we got it together and it worked. Um, that was a really special moment. And then we did, I think it was one or two other live streams at the Ardmore music hall in Ardmore PA near Philly. Um, and that was special also because it was the venue getting their feet wet in the, um, the live stream realm and we were kind of like the test bunnies um so it was kind of mutually beneficial for the venue and for us um and once again it was it was it felt really good to play when everybody if i can take myself back to early 2020 everybody was scared nobody knew what was going on we were like seeing venues close indefinitely it was kind of traumatic as a musician to go through that to see what is essentially your lifeblood like go away so those those live streams were really i think uh like spirit lifting for everybody the audience the fans the venue and us as a band um so even though like yeah live streams it's not the real thing you know it's You're not drinking milk, you're drinking oat milk. But I was very glad to have the oat milk. You yeah. know? I, I would agree 100%. And I think, too, we, you know, it gave us kind of the ability to do some stuff we wouldn't normally do in a live setting. So we started throwing in some weird covers, mm-hmm. not talking heads related, you know, just random stuff because we had the time to kind of prepare it and or think about it. And also because it was a different setting, we thought it might fly a little better than in a venue where people just expected to come see talking heads. You know? Right. It kind of gave you a little bit more creative freedom to it. For sure. Degree. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you is a lot of bands I talked to, they, you know, they kind of like sat back and said, okay, well we can't play, we can't, you know, tour. So they kind of like got creative and they wrote new music and whatever it might be. Whereas you guys, like you're covering, um, something so i was, I was going to ask you how you you know may have been able to create so to speak yeah um so one of the things i really liked about those live streams especially early on was that was like like getting to be in a room with other people and play music even though it had only been like two weeks that's something we do every day so two weeks felt like a really long time you know and then we finally got the live stream together and and just to like see my friends and hang out and you know work through these new songs that we decided to add in was like you know that was really that was the highlight because otherwise we were all just sitting at home um so it was really cool just to like see everybody and play music with other people again um and, but then you know the the three of us recorded an album um it's right before that happened <laughs> so like your own we material were, yeah, mm-hmm. so we were kind of finishing that up in the early part of the pandemic. We were finishing recording from home and, you know, working on mixing and mastering a record and everything. So uh, that was part of the thing that, you know, we were able to focus on because we weren't on, on the road with Start Making Sense. We were able to, to kind of finish up 
our original project's newest record. And what's that called? Uh, Ruby Deer. Ruby Deer? Mm-hmm. We actually did an Astrology Days session with Ben. Okay, cool. So, yeah. You did. That's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that was during COVID. That was like yeah. Yeah, I think that's early 2021. 2021. Or maybe yeah. late yeah, 2020. Right. I forget. But Yeah. Yeah, so it did give us some time to focus on Ruby Deer music. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, I, I know I wrote some stuff myself personally during that time, but it was kind of a weird time to write. I know a lot of artists did, but uh, with our, as Jenny said, like our whole lifeblood kind of was in flux, possibly going away forever. It's kind of an odd time to like, be creative because you're kind of concerned about a lot of things uh, when it comes to performing and living and paying bills. And um, I don't know, at least for me personally, that's a weird place to create from. I feel like anything that I would have created would have been kind of negative or sad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily where I want to go all the time. And I was trying to not be negative or sad at that point. So it was a little weird uh, in that regard, but I know a lot of people were able to kind of, buckle down and, and focus at that point. But I think we were also trying to still gig wherever we could. So sure. a lot of our focus was there as well. Like, okay, where can we play? What can we do? So there's a lot of that going on as well to that occupied my time at least. Now, is that music available? Yeah. Cool. So Ruby Deer is available on all streaming platforms. Um, we have two albums out. Uh, and three singles currently. So we're currently working on the third record. And, and what, that, what style um, is that? So it's funny. Sometimes we open for ourselves. So Ruby Deer will play the opening oh, set goodness. and then we switch instruments to do the Talking Heads tribute. So in the Talking Heads tribute, John is lead vocal and guitar. I play bass and Jesse plays drums and then Ruby deer, Jesse goes to the bass. I go to guitar and vocal and John goes to the drums. Um, so we're a three piece. Uh, I would just call it alternative indie rock. Um, so yeah. But check that out. That's neat. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what would have happened um, without the internet during the pandemic? <laughs> great question it's fucking scary <laughs> it, it absolutely is I mean, um i don't know like you think about it would have been so much more isolated it's yeah. scary to think or, about it i mean would would information be disseminated enough that you would even be isolated you might not even know anything no. was going on and you'd just be it's out walking around <laughs> you know there's there's so many aspects of it that could go different directions and maybe that would be okay Right. Who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, that's a really awesome question, though. Oh, my God. But I think about it. I mean, we'd have like groceries delivered or at least, I mean, right. um, you know, Amazon, uh, unfortunately, you know, blew right. up and their revenue, sure. you know, I think I don't know how the numbers, but like we don't want to. Know. Or, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but like, like but that's how we survived. Bill, right. Like you would you would have had to go yeah. somewhere to do that. Without yeah. the oh, to, to pay a bill? Yeah, pay a bill. yeah you can't yeah. pay a bill online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, have to, yeah. you just have to go to the 
grocery store or the pharmacy, I think, to pay your electric bill right. if you didn't mail it in. Yeah. 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 Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't it would have been. It would have looked very different. That's for sure. I don't know that's what it would have sure. looked like. <laughs> they should make a movie on that. Should the alternate timeline where there was yeah. no internet? Yeah. Or the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying, to, I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, like it's just kind of crazy to think about. That's wild. I mean, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I, I feel like once the pandemic started, everybody just kind of shifted to the internet. Like everything happened on the internet. Yeah. So it's also kind of a weird glimpse into the future. Possibly. Oh yeah. Right. Like. Oh yeah. I mean, I us keep... doing this interview, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, some, some of that stuff ago, this, has stuck around, right? Yeah. That, this wasn't necessarily, you know, unavailable, but it wasn't nearly as widespread. Yeah. You know. Well, it's great for me. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not all bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to be. I don't have to be like a radio star to be able to to interview bands now. You know. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I, can't, I just I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it would be like without the internet. Yeah, I think that is definitely a movie or a, a, a novel or something. There's that's something. But I, I feel like the whole like, um, you know, AI and and the whole metaverse and things like that. Like, I feel like at some point we're going to be able to put on a headset and like see and feel a concert without leaving oh, our yeah. houses you know it's like i mean it's what, already almost there I, yeah i think so yeah but like i, I, I can't imagine megadeth that did one. <laughs> Meg, megadeth did a vr concert they filmed it they? and then beamed it out and you could put the vr headset yeah. on yeah it's coming for sure yeah i mean is that do you think i don't know i mean i know how i am but i'm i'm older like i mean like our kids is that how they're going to want to be like is it, they should like never leave their homes and just like do that like I, I feel like there's there's definitely like a genetic predisposition in humans at least now to want human interaction in person sure. but that might get bred out through all this stuff <laughs> so at some point that might not be a thing but I think we, I feel like the next especially generation. with live music, like yeah, as good as you can do that with like a VR thing, there's still no real replacement for that. Like being in the same room as people that are playing music, um, and, you know, I could see some people not really well, I mean, caring about it, but there will always be people who want to see live music. You know? Yeah, we think about it; it'd be safer because you wouldn't have to worry about like some psycho like doing anything a, really you know, a shooter or... but isn't that isn't that, that i wouldn't i'm not saying to shooter I, I, i'll put the line there but isn't that part of the fun is the the risk factor of just being no, in the no, world no, no, no. well yeah of yeah. course but think and about show. Like, think about how we communicate like so much is done through text and that's like the worst form of communication in my opinion because <laughs> sure. so much is lost right like we, yep. we we should be doing like i mean this is okay but like we should be face to face like person to person right but like i, I mean and I, I don't know the world's scary <laughs> <laughs> the world's scary and i have two kids that I'm trying, i have to raise to and it's like i don't know i think i think that's definitely when it when it appears because i i don't have children so that lens is not constant for me you know so i think that definitely changes your outlook on a lot of things yeah <laughs> i'm like trying to get my kid to do karate just so he has like some kind of like 
like self-defense because yeah. yeah well he's not into it he's like well i should just make him do it but i don't want i don't want to be that parent either <laughs> i get into it i think he would like push him but, for a little and see if he if he really doesn't want it he'll jump out yeah i mean i did I, it when i was a kid i took karate for a bunch of years loved it taught me much more than physical right, stuff too right exactly that's why i want to do it but uh yeah. like he does sports and he had no um, you know, he didn't fight me on those, like the soccer and baseball and basketball. So I didn't want to push him on the karate, but maybe I'll give him right, a right. so, but I want to be able to, uh, defend himself and take care of himself and cause kids are mean, but also like you <laughs> said, you know, it teaches you more than just how to defend yourself or fight. It's, it's a lot. Absolutely. More There's just a lot in there. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I'm still rolling on that question. The the, the pondering of no internet. Sorry, my brain's <laughs> off in another world right now. Oh, I'm glad I blew your brain. That's awesome. Because <laughs> that's all I thought about. I'm like, I, what would we do never... if I didn't have Amazon? What would we do? Like, because, like, yeah, you weren't supposed to leave your house. We were getting groceries delivered, you know, wiping the freaking bags and shit down. Like, that was weird. I don't know. <laughs> it never crossed my mind during that whole time. I don't. Right. It's crazy. And as a musician, like how been obvious. Yeah. I mean, like you were able to perform at least and, and, you know, connect yeah. with fans and, you yeah. know, if, if that didn't exist, like, you know, what would you have done? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, we would probably the seven of us would have gotten a room and just played with each other and not no one. <laughs> and that's okay that too. No one would have that is okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that was okay. kind of part of it. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, there wouldn't have been any connection outside of that. Yeah. Of people. So, yeah. That's really interesting. Have you, um, continued doing any kind of live uh, things um, since we've been able to, you know, move about or um, I feel like some bands, you kind of utilize that as like a, a way to connect with fans. Cause you said earlier um, you're able to connect with a broader range of people because you know, if you were touring in a certain place where people couldn't be um, have you implemented that into your I don't want to say strategy, but just overall yeah. content creation. We have um, sparingly, I think, because if you do it too much, you kind of, yeah. you know, not cheapen the experience, but if people can just watch it on the internet, why would they come out kind of concept? I know that's right. not reality, but, but we've definitely, uh, we did a tour last spring with a full horn section, which is something we'd never done before. And we did a live stream of one of those shows on that whole run and it was great because it, it got people on the other side of the country who couldn't get to those shows they could still see the show right so we definitely yeah. use it in in certain areas when it when it's uh when it seems like a good idea for sure cool so it is nice to have it absolutely yeah and now that that whole show is on the internet which also you know we wouldn't have filmed that show filmed if it. we weren't live streaming it so now we also right. have that as you know, yeah, we have more shows on on the internet than we would have ever had because of there's, that. There's a bunch of live streams like on YouTube, whether they were the ones we did in our rehearsal space or ones we did as things started opening up, where it would be a limited capacity show and then we'd live stream it. Uh, so a bunch of that stuff ended up online that wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, it's interesting. It's for get, sure. It's going to get scary. It's already <laughs> scary. <laughs> I, I got to play the optimist role. You know, um, the, the spring and the summer were really, really awesome um, to be out and be able to be playing again. And everybody seems, you know, as, as optimistic and back to normal as possible when it comes to live music. So it's been pretty yeah. awesome. 
it bounced back a lot quicker than I thought it would, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's definitely, you know, I think, you know, from March of 2020 until now, um, I've never been more grateful for being able to do what we do. You know, we were kind of just rolling along doing our thing, you know, this is great. Da, 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 da. And then when the rug gets pulled out, yep, you really see what, how, how lucky you are to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with, with people, you know, that's a really huge. That's thing. been a common theme. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But you guys are coming back to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area to the Jazz Cafe September 30th, which is a correct. Friday, correct. That's right. You got it. Are you bringing anyone with you or is it just, are, are you guys going to open for yourselves? No, I think it's just us that night. Just you guys? Yeah, so it'd be two, two sets. Yep. Now, is this, this is the first time back in how long? I think we were there in the winter or the yeah. fall. Yeah, and, December and of last year, year maybe. Cool. So, the, yeah, towards the tail end of last year. I think we, we usually try to get there at least once a year. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm guessing that tickets are still available. I would think so. So, yeah. But you guys are you're close to like, selling the place out, though, right? Yeah, a lot of times it gets pretty close. Yeah. So I think we actually... We stop it before it gets to that because whatever the technical sellout is is disgusting. Yeah. So we don't want people to be packed like sardines. So I think we cut it a little lower. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, anyone watching or listening to this, make sure you get your tickets to see this band play at the Jazz Cafe September 30th. It's a Friday. Start making sense. Not stop. That's Start right. making sense. But yeah, so thank you for doing this. Um, what's uh, what's next? Um, you guys got any big plans for the rest of the year or any plans for 2023? You guys, me? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have plans we don't know about? Uh, uh, <laughs> John's, <I don't... laughs> John's the main guy. <laughs> Personally, band-wise, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> uh, play more shows, as many as we can. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and we got a lot of record huh? hopefully next year. Then, yeah. Sleep in the same room. We're sure. recording. Yeah, sleep yep. in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh yeah, lots of gigs. We got a lot of lost time to make up for. Cool. Um we'll be doing that horn tour thing again in the spring, uh with with the horn section again, doing some different songs. Um and I don't know, we we'll we'll do something different next year for sure. But yeah, the Ruby Deer album, looking forward to doing more original stuff with that. That's a wonderful balancing tool <laughs> for yeah. us to be able to do uh, original music coupled with the tribute thing. And with Yeah, the, when you make thing. a living uh, pretending to be someone else, it's really nice to be yourself a little bit. How does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how does it feel when I'm playing bass and people are like, Tina, and I'm like, I'm Jenny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is that, is that a weird thing? Like, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't, you know? So, um, it's super special that we have some fans come up to us who say, I saw the talking heads in the seventies in New York city. And this is bringing me back. Those talking heads. When did they stop? playing together 80, was that 80 or 85 they stopped touring touring yeah right so, yeah 
So there's some people that are like, you know, I never thought I'd be able to see this music in this setting ever again. So you guys are doing that for me. Um, so I don't mind when people call me Tina. I'm sure, John, you don't mind when people are like David or David Burns. <laughs> I think, I mean, because they obviously know that's not right. your name, you know? So I think it's like a fun tongue-in-cheek thing for them to do it, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely don't take it as like an, an affront or like a poking. I, sure. I take yeah. it as a friendly, friendly ribbing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, best of luck with the show at the Jazz Cafe. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Uh, I would I would uh, say that I would be there, but um, I'm having a medical procedure done. Oh, that day. Yeah, no probably more. not going to make it then, huh? No, that's, that sounds more important. <laughs> no, no more, no more, no more kids in this house. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> well, hey, maybe you'll be hopped up on some fun drugs and come to the show. <laughs> have, someone, have someone live stream it for me. Uh, okay. We'll have Ben do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Ben's ben. around. We'll, we'll just have him hold his phone up. Yeah. <laughs> ben, that's it's on you, buddy. Let's make this happen. Yeah, I was not I was not prepared for that. Like not to get too like deep, but like my, my wife was like, Well, first of all, we had so between our son and and our daughter we had some some um you know some situations and um it was a long road to to have a second child and uh, i remember we were sitting on the couch and i said to her i'm like you know i'm just i'm just happy like you know we have our two children like i'm happy that like we're 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 done with everything that happened we can just kind of move on right we're 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 finished building our family and she didn't respond and i'm like we're done right because <laughs> i was done like uh, so i was like kind of nervous a little bit and then she's actually the one who like kind of scheduled it or at least like the the pre-exam to make sure that it was you know i could, I could do it yeah. have it done that's so i was so like all right funny. sweet that's good that's good she's like you know cause like and i'm i'm a, a wuss like i don't think i've ever had like a, i've had stitches twice but that was it like really it's the only medical thing and that was like 25 years ago maybe <laughs> right right so i'm not like so she's like oh you're, you're, you're gonna get this and it, you, they won't even schedule it for you for like three or four months i'm like okay cool like i, I have time to mentally prepare <laughs> so that I, I had the, the evaluation the scheduler calls back like a couple of days later and they're like oh how is like september 4th which was like two weeks from <laughs> from that phone call oh. <laughs> now, uh, can i have another week yeah so, so so luckily that weekend my daughter was being baptized so that wasn't going to work anyways and i was just like mentally like nope i'm like when's your next date hoping they'd say like oh like december or whatever like that was september 30th i'm like damn it <laughs> so then i so then, I blew, so then i'm like i gotta call you back i gotta make sure that like i can get a ride and I, you know whatever yada yada so I blew it off for a few days, hoping that like that would have got filled. <laughs> so then I called back and said, "Yeah, let's let's schedule that. When when can you do it?" They're like September thirtieth. I'm like, "God damn it!" That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So you guys think about me when you're. <laughs> we will be now. You know, now we will for sure. You know, when you're, when, you, when you're up there dancing and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> when I'm like laid up on my bed. That's yeah. We'll, we'll, There'll be some jokes off mic to each other that night. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. That's funny. Thank you for that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, thank you again so much for doing this. Um, it, it, like I said before, it's nice to, you know, uh, I've, I've written your name several times. I've built ads with your name in it. Um, so it's kind of cool to, to, you know, 15 years later, however long it's been, he said, well, 13 or 14, um, yeah. to kind of like talk to you guys. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I really enjoy the fact that, you know, you're not actually a big talking heads fan that we could, just kind of talk in, in general terms about that and other stuff. Cool. So that, yeah. that was really cool. Cool for us too. Good. So I appreciate that. Awesome. Yes. Well, I'm glad we had yeah. fun. I, I'm sure I did. And, uh, well, I'm, I sure, I'm sure I did. It's late. I gotta go to bed. It's cool. <laughs> go for it. I got to mentally Thanks, prepare John. for my procedure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a great show on the, the 30th. Thank you, man. Thank appreciate you. it. All right. Take care. All right. See Thank you. you.